a really quick and exciting announcement to make. The Menopause and Cancer podcast is now also on YouTube, and I'm so excited that more people now get to watch our conversations. So the link to the YouTube channel is in our show notes. Please go and subscribe to the channel so that more people who need to hear our conversations are able to find them. Thank you. Hi, I'm Danny Bennington and welcome to my podcast. This podcast is for anyone who's been affected by cancer and menopause. I'll be speaking to special guests and menopause experts to help us find solutions to our symptoms and of course address the greater picture. We're going to talk about everything from mental health to physical health, sexual health to bone health and everything in between. Nothing is off limits. Welcome. Welcome to today's episode on the podcast and happy 2023. Oh my gosh, how are you feeling towards the beginning of the new year? I know some of you are going to be listening, feeling absolutely like they just want to hibernate and the beginning of the year feels daunting to them. Like we've got a whole year ahead and that might feel too much for you right now. And I know there will be others who are bursting with energy, really excited. You might have a holiday coming up or some exciting plans, or you might just really enjoy the energy that comes with January and the new year. And I just wanted to take this opportunity to welcome you all back into the podcast. It was only last year in June that I launched the Menopause and Cancer podcast And I promised to go out weekly, and we have done so, apart from our little Christmas break. And I've really, really thoroughly enjoyed welcoming all the amazing experts onto the podcast last year who so happily and readily share from their amazing experience. And I've so enjoyed getting to know so many of you amazing cancer survivors who are finding themselves in their menopause model. And I'm really looking forward to bringing you weekly episodes going forward as well. And so one thing that is really important for me is to be as transparent and as honest as possible with my own journey. It's a big year for me, really, because I'm coming up to 10 years since my initial diagnosis. And on some days, it feels like I'm a totally different person to who I was then. On other days, it feels like it's only just happened. And how can 10 whole years, almost 10 whole years have passed? And on some other days, it feels like it happened to someone else. It's really, really weird how it goes and comes in waves. And sometimes I feel more removed to the Danny who sat opposite the doctors almost 10 years ago, who was told she had breast cancer. And sometimes it feels so close to home, I'm still feeling stuck in it. And I can't describe it any other or in any better way, but it comes and goes in waves. And and again, there's no right or wrong how we should heal and how much better we should feel at what point. And you'll always hear me say healing isn't linear. And I stick with that because it's certainly been the journey for me. And before I bring you loads more experts onto the podcast and tell you about all of the exciting plans I've got outside of the podcast, 
We've got loads of workshops with charities and programs, and my private program is starting up again. But before I talk to you about all these things on the following episodes, I want to welcome you. And I also want to say, have a look back, flick back on the older episodes that I've recorded last year. There is so much wealth of information and knowledge in there. We talk about the use of antidepressants. And our first episode ever, for example, is all of your non-hormonal medical options with the amazing Dr. Anis Mukherjee. We talk diet, we talk exercise, and every single expert is not just any expert. Every expert I bring you has a specific interest in menopause and cancer, and they're all really, really quite amazing. We talk about fertility and the loss of fertility. So if you're finding yourself at whatever stage you're at in your menopause, after your cancer diagnosis, then have a look and listen back to some of the older episodes. And sometimes something might just resonate even when you least expect it. But for today's episode, I'm planning to give you my five top tips. No, that sounds naff, doesn't it? But I'm giving you five tips of how to manage and maybe how to embark on this new year Whatever it is that you want to get out of this new year and whatever it is you want to get out of your sort of journey within menopause. And that will be so different for so many of us. For those who've taken my New Year's or Intention Settings workshop, which was my last episode recorded last year, you'll be really clear on your intentions, your focus and how you want to structure this year. If anyone is thinking, oh my gosh, I don't even know where to start, then take the time and take the intention settings workshop. It's a bit of a longer podcast episode. It's the last one I recorded and uploaded last year, but it'll really help you understand what's happened for you back in 2022 and how we can move forward with intention. It's a really, really important exercise. And I take it every single year. It's probably the most important practice that I do myself. And often I flick through my phone and all the pictures and, oh my gosh, I just see and notice how much I've done, how many places I was able to see, how many people I was able to meet. And I just feel so, so grateful. Despite having had difficult years, once I reflect in detail on the year I've had, it never seems to be quite so bad. But I leave that up to you So take the intention setting ceremony or stay with me now for this podcast episode and let's talk about the five main things that have helped me personally, but I know hundreds of women have a better experience within their health journeys or struggles or challenges. One thing that you can start doing today that will not just help you get more out of your maybe healthcare and how you look after yourself, but out of your whole year is to start to learn to say no. Because often we want to introduce new things into a new year. We want to maybe start a new exercise routine, start eating a little bit differently, maybe working on our mindset. But all of those things give us jobs to do and things to think about and new things to perhaps bring into our horizon. But most of us are really busy already as it is, and our minds and brains and beings are full. I sometimes feel I'm full up to the brim. And so we've got to start to say no 
to the things that don't really matter so much to us so that we have a little bit more time and energy left over to say yes to the things that matter. But if you're anything like me, we weren't brought up to say no. Because so many of us were brought up to be good girls. We've got a bit of a good girl complex going on, or at least many of the women I speak to. And we think we're better members of the society. We're better daughters, better mothers, better daughter-in-laws, better friends. If we keep saying yes to all of the requests that come from the outside of us. But that is often very draining. So how can we stay no a little bit more often to the things that don't matter quite so much? And one thing is to practice. Stand in front of the mirror and start saying no. No, thank you. No. Oh, no. Oh, no, thank you so much. Not for me. I'd rather go to bed at eight than being out (laughs) in the karaoke bar. Whatever it is you need to say no to. Start practicing saying no, start honoring your boundaries. This is a new year. We don't want to plow everything into new things, say yes to new things before we say no to what really doesn't rock our boat anymore. A lot of times we think we offend people perhaps by saying no, but actually being really authentic and saying no when it's important to us gives other people a little bit of a Motivation to also be more authentic and also be more real and also be a little bit more truthful to who they are and how they want to live their lives. And if you just want to take a few minutes to reflect on what it is that you could say no to that might really help you in your weeks and months, then maybe take a few moments now. It could be continuous family dinners and perhaps they go on and on and on. But maybe it's good enough to have two and a half hour, three hour family dinners. Maybe it's okay to have friends round and for it not to be a 10 hour get together. Maybe you can shorten the times you socialize. Maybe you need to say no to your TV a bit more often and do the opposite and think, no, I think I should get out there a little bit more. I'm not going to start a new series that drags me in. And so have a little reflection exercise on what it is that you could say no to. And along a similar sort of ethers and line mentality is my second tip that often really resonates with people. And that is to become a more difficult person, patient, woman. Because over the last two years, we've had more and more women being diagnosed with some cancers at later stages because women in particular didn't want to bother their doctors. I'm sure the same is truthful for men, but I've spoken to a wonderful menopause specialist recently who said we've got more late stage cancer diagnoses that we're dealing with in practice and in clinic now because women did not want to bother their GPs during the pandemic Women did not want to go and follow up because they were still feeling a lump or still didn't feel quite right. Just because they didn't want to bother their doctors, they didn't want to bother and maybe put more burden on the medical system. But where does that leave you, the patient? And so I think instead of thinking, I'm just going to really show up for myself, can we be more dramatic here and say, 
I'm going to be a bit more difficult and I don't care if people think I'm the outspoken, the difficult one, the one who keeps phoning and asking for answers. Let's reframe that. Why shouldn't we be asking for the answers to our symptoms and problems? Why shouldn't we be wanting solutions and exchanges, conversations with our doctors? Why can't we perhaps challenge their point of view or have a really healthy discussion? It doesn't undermine anyone if we speak our feelings and our truth, regardless of the other person's opinion, because we can't change that anyway and we don't want to change it. But it's okay to have a good conversation. And so again, perhaps this is our little exercise for today to think, how did I act towards my healthcare professionals around me? What was my attitude like? And how do I want to go forward so that I can show up for myself and become an outspoken, and let's put it like that, more difficult person? And maybe we can try and see if that serves us. We don't need to be rude ever. We never need to be upsetting anyone. We can just stand up for ourselves and see how far that gets us. And if that feels a little bit more empowering, perhaps, instead of thinking, oh, gosh, I don't want to phone the GP again. It's really difficult to get an appointment. But if you're still not feeling right, Perhaps it's good to pick up the phone and keep phoning until we've got that appointment in our pocket. See how that sits with you. Again, these are invitations. These are conversations I have with hundreds of women. All the time, they will resonate with some, they won't with others. And um, yeah, just see how that sits with you. That brings me on to my third point of conversation, my third tip, and that is How do you manage your expectations for this whole entire year coming? Are you expecting for all of your symptoms to improve this year? And if so, how are you going to do so? Maybe you were expecting to feel much better already last year. And so you're starting this year feeling a little bit deflated. Were you expecting perhaps that years ago, right when your first active treatment finished, that you would feel a lot better already? Maybe a bit like me, I was really expecting for my hair to regrow very differently. And here I am almost 10 years later, and I've still got very, very fine hair on the top of my head. And gosh, my hair regrowth definitely wasn't panning out to what I was expecting it to be. So much so that my husband invented a whole new hairbrush. (laughs) Many of you will know that story. But when my hair was growing back, And it didn't grow back fully. And I had bold patches on the top of my head. I kept saying to Tim, I'm going to stop brushing my hair with my normal hairbrushes. And Tim had been a hairdresser for over 25 years by then. And he said, no, no, no. You've got to keep brushing your hair. It's really important for your scalp health. And scalp health is hair health. So keep brushing your hair. And I said, no, every normal hairbrush is pulling more hair out than necessary. It feels dry. It feels brittle. And I want to keep my hair on my head and not have my hairbrushes matted with hair. And I think one day I must have said to him, I just want almost like, I just want my fingers are good enough. I just want to be running my fingers through my hair. That would be good enough. And 
off he went and our fourth baby was born. <laughs> and that's the Amanta hairbrush. For the first few years, I lost him because he was like a man obsessed and he got worldwide patents on it and invested loads of money. And the whole family and I were thinking, oh my gosh, Tim is definitely trying to sort of make sense of what's happened to us as a family and kind of like looking after us when the kids were so little and I had breast cancer and it was his way of processing everything. But again, you know, it's 10 years later and he's still chipping away. Last year, we won the Queen's Award for Innovation, which was amazing for the hairbrush. And he won Entrepreneur of the Year, which was so exciting as well. And he's won so many awards with it. And we're selling in over 27 different countries. And it's been a mad, mad journey. And definitely something neither of us would have expected to happen. Like I didn't expect that my hair would never grow back fully to what I thought it would. And he wouldn't have ever expected that he would start a whole new career because of what's happened. And so I think expectations can always go both ways. They can surprise you in positive ways, but they also can surprise you in negative ways. And that's just the way things go. When I talk to women who are in menopause after cancer, there is usually a lot of negativity that comes with the conversation when we talk about expectations. The majority of people say to me they just want their old self back. And looking back now, I I was like that myself. I really wanted the old Danny back. Me, the Danny who was dancing on tables, throwing back schnapps shots, <laughs> the Austrian in me, and um, the lighthearted Danny, the Danny who wasn't worried so much to Danny, which is out at parties and yeah, just not worried about the future. And the new version of me was ever, ever so different. And at points I thought I was a shell of myself. And then I had this amazing counselor die. And she said to me once, Danny, that's just, that's just chasing an illusion. You'll never get your old self back. She's gone. She's morphed into something different. How can we use this opportunity to create the new you, this new version of yourself who, yeah, who can be exciting, you can make her up, you can work towards creating a version. Like, do you want to become more sporty? You can make her up. Do you want to become the healthy eating version of your Danny? You can do so many things. You can Look ahead and try and have a little bit of input of who you want to become rather than chasing this old version of us that perhaps no longer wants to surface. And even if she was going to surface, would you belong into this January of 2023 with all her experiences, with everything she's been through, with everything she has achieved? Would she still be relevant to today? Something that is really quite helpful to answer to ourselves every few months, maybe once a year, and see how you want to move forward with which version of yourself and who are you today. And whoever you are today, it's okay who you are, who you've become, because you don't have to stay the same. And everything is always in transit, and so are we, always in transit. Which brings me on to my fourth point, my fourth talking point, fourth tip 
And that is, I have a rule, and I always say that, and it's the no comparison rule. Don't compare yourself to anyone else because there's always going to be someone who's worse off than you. And there's someone who's much better off than you. So there's no point in looking either way. I think sometimes we compare ourselves to others and we think, oh, I haven't got it that bad because we hear stories of others who are suffering a lot more. Then you might look around and you might see all your friends who are in perimenopause and menopause naturally and they all seem to be going on HRT and they all seem to be saying how, oh my gosh, amazing it is. And you think, oh my God, they're all on HRT and maybe it's something that is not an option for you. Well, that can make us feel really rubbish. But there is no point in, again, comparing. Your friends have had different journeys, different treatment options, and I am me and you are you. And what do we do with that? And it's much more helpful to put our energy into that. You know, you might be going through this menopause muddle after cancer and around you, everything seems to be okay. Or you might be going through this and one of your parents is in a medical crisis. You are going to perceive everything very differently. You're going to have so many different challenges. You might have worries about a child. You might have added worries about finances this year, about your work, about stability. All of those things add layers and layers of complexity to how we perceive our experiences. And so it's really, really unhelpful to compare. And instead, much more helpful to become clear about what's happening for you. Where are you at? What's your health doing? What's perhaps your home life doing? Your work life doing? And that spirituality, that concept that we can't grasp, that emotional sort of state of being, how is that for you? And then we can focus on how we want to move forward rather than letting comparison sidetrack us to all these things and people and situations that are kind of like irrelevant to us. They just rob us a little bit more of our energy. And it's energy preserving that all of these tips really do for us. And if we can preserve a bit more energy, we can then use it and spend it on the things that matter most. And that brings me to my last tip, and that is find a menopause buddy. You might already have someone when I say that word, and you might think, what does she mean by that? But a menopause buddy is someone that's really got your back. Can be a friend, a relative, a work colleague. Maybe you've already got someone who you can really talk about all the things that bother you your low mood, that you've lost your mojo. Maybe talk about your dry vagina or your itching calves and shins. Maybe your dry scalp and dry eyes, your tinnitus, your flushes, and all the other symptoms that come with menopause and cancer. And this menopause buddy, I had a menopause buddy before I even let go of my ovaries back in 2019. And this particular person had had cancer in her early 20s. And when she was then in her 40s, it resulted in her having an earlier onset of her menopause. 
And so she was talking to me about all these things like hormone replacement therapy and testosterone and blood levels and all of these things. And all of this didn't mean anything to me. I didn't really know what she was talking about, but I know she was my menopause buddy because I've learned so much from her. And what I've really learned from her is that it's a model to navigate. And so when I then went in for my surgery, I kind of knew from talking to her so much. And I think my expectations were put right that this wasn't just going to be plain sailing. This wasn't just going to be one thing or another. This was going to be one thing one day and another thing another day. And it would fluctuate and go up and down and up and down. And so perhaps you can't think of anyone now. You can't think of a person, a menopause buddy, but just keep an open mind and walk through your next few weeks and think, I'm just going to be a bit more open about my experiences. And who knows, a menopause buddy might might come up for you. Someone might really appreciate you being honest and open about your experiences because it might really help them be honest and open about what's going on for them. And yeah, I think that's that's something that I always think is so helpful because with a menopause buddy, you can hold each other accountable for. You can say, oh, I've still not phoned the GP and your menopause buddy might be the person who goes, come on now, come on, Danny, <laughs> go and phone up. And what did he or she say? And let's discuss it and mull it over. Because one thing I've really, really learned, it's never just having doctor's appointments, getting a treatment, finding a solution, and then being done and getting on with it. Often it's many, many conversations in between. The digesting of information, the processing, the mulling different options over, the sort of fascinating and almost dreaming up different scenarios. What if I do this? What would happen if I did that? Could I afford to see someone privately or do I stick with the NHS? All of those things are questions and dilemmas we sometimes need to process. And that menopause buddy is going to be that person for you that can process all these thoughts with you. And you can do the same with him or her. And I think there's so much value in that. And I really hope that you find a menopause buddy at one point this year. It'll be really, really good. I think there's lovely, lovely things happening when we are open and we talk about our experiences. And if you have no clue where to start, you can join our private Facebook group, Menopause and Cancer Chat Hub. And I put the link in the show notes. And that's always really lovely for you to for you to just have a sit back and read or, you know, write a post and see what others say. And you might find your menopause buddy in there, or you might find that all the other women will slowly become your menopause buddies because we do have each other's back. And with that, I'm going to end today's episode. I have no idea if all of those things or none of those things resonate with you. But I know they're not so menopause-specific tips, but they're really important things of how we can sort of make the whole year and whatever you're planning to do with this year a little bit more authentic for you and a little bit more, I don't know what the right word is, but a little bit more, hmm, what's the best word? Yeah, I think authentic is good so that you preserve your energy. So say no 
a little bit more often so that you have more energy to do the things that matter more to you. Become a difficult patient and show up for yourself. What are your expectations of this year of yourself and manage them? Wisely keep an open mind because remember, they can go either way. You can be surprised with so many benefits or they can surprise you with the negatives. We just don't know. Don't compare yourself to anything or anyone else. There is just no point. And try and find a menopause buddy. And if you don't, then go and join our Facebook group. There's loads and loads of fabulous women in a similar situation to you, perhaps. And we'd love to be your buddy. With that, wishing you a happy, happy day, a good January, gentle arriving in this new year. And I'm really excited about all the things we're going to do together. And I've got so many exciting things planned and I need your help for it. Um, I'll share all of that in the next few episodes. Excited about all the things we're going to do together. And we are going to do this together. And if anything, then I'm really hoping that you don't feel so alone in your experience of managing menopause after cancer. And I hope I can show you that with all of our podcast episodes. All the best, Danny. Danny.